Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I am TK, joined by the one and the only Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? TK, it's wonderful to be back, man. It's 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 been it's been a tough it's been a tough break. Not not talking with you every week, TK. I have to admit. Yeah, yeah, it's been tough, and and you know, as right as we started recording here i just realized that, that we are now beginning season four of this season podcast. four holy crap That's yeah great. yeah season four of this podcast means season four of the lamar jackson experience which uh you know two nice things to start in the same year yeah which is pretty absolutely. good absolutely yeah. i'll take it um so since we last talked there have been so many things that have happened so we wanted to get on the pod and record before the start, official start of free agency, which begins on March 15th. And, you know, we have some news going on that we want to keep up with. We have some wants and needs in free agency, which are going to dictate our wants and needs in the NFL draft, which is in 50 days. So... Man, oh, man, a lot to cover. Maybe I'll just start with the news stuff here. Um, So we're here on March 10th, Wednesday. And maybe the the best news that I saw today was the second round tender placed on our guy, Gus Edwards. Gus the Um, bus. Well-deserved for sure. Um, I'm hoping that nobody matches a second rounder on him because I'd love to have him back. Um, But, yeah. Great, great uh, accomplishment for him. An undrafted guy to be valued as a second rounder uh, is, is pretty cool. So good for him. Uh, there were also tenders extended to Tristan Colon Castillo and Christian Welch, as they uh, are, are. They were both undrafted agents as well. So uh, hopefully they'll be coming back uh, next year. But nothing extended to Chris Board, Antoine Wesley, the wide receiver who was hurt. All year, Johnny Townsend, the punter who came in and, and took over duties for Sam Cook when he had COVID, and the reserve corner, Khalil Dorsey. So of that group, um, would love to see Chris Board come back, but we'll see what happens there. Um, the Ravens were also awarded to, officially awarded to compensatory picks today. Uh, the third for the Cully High. In Houston, and a fifth round pick for Michael Pierce signing with the Vikings. Whew. All right. What did I miss? Oh, yesterday there was a there was a um, news conference with Eric DaCosta and also with John Harbaugh. Um, DaCosta seems very positive on the progress with a long term deal for Lamar Jackson. Um, both DaCosta and Harbaugh were not. Did not seem too hard-pressed to trade Orlando Brown Jr. just yet. And it sounds like they're already working on a Mark Andrews extension, which is good news for your boy. Um, What did I miss here, Holly? Anything else? Well, I'm trying to to touch on. We did did see the uh, wolf pack is now broken apart. Uh, Yes. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, Morgan Cox no longer will be employed by the Ravens. Yeah, which um, I, I would imagine that means Nick Moore, who is also now our left-footed punter for practice, 
uh, has probably taken his spot. I mean, is that crazy to say? No, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, keeping him protected for essentially for the entire year uh, was a good sign for him. I so think they're probably pretty impressed. It really says a lot. And it and, and once again, fantastic, uh, you know, note from you when you started seeing that, you know, you called that from the first time that became a thing um, as a far tip. as protecting guys. And, you know, here we are now he's uh, potentially part of the Wolfpack. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the new third musketeer, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see what else there's been a lot. No, I guess, I guess the the other big item from yesterday would be that, you know, we did not use the franchise tag on any of the free agents. So that would be Matthew Judon and Gakwe. Yeah. No one, no one got the franchise tag, which, which definitely when you consider the, you know, the Ravens after, um, I, I think it, it was like after the tenders today, it was like 17 million under the cap or something like that. So they're not going to go mm-hmm. and drop pretty much all of that on one player with the franchise tag. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now that, so the, the salary cap has also been set at 182.5 million which is slightly higher than it seems like DaCosta was estimating. So that's good news uh, for his plans. But, um, you know, obviously impacted by uh, COVID and, uh, you know, not as high as you would like. But I think relative to the rest of the league, as we see cuts coming all over the place, veterans getting released, the Ravens are still in good position. I think I, I read today that they have the like the ninth most cap space in the league. Does that sound right? I I I read it was less than that. It was more like twelve or thirteen. Okay, yeah. You know, okay. sometimes so sometimes was... though it, it really depends on who you're reading and where they got their information from. And you know, sometimes guys are taking into account, you know, the what draft picks are gonna already you know, account out of the draft. So there, there are a lot of different numbers out there, I think, when it comes down to it. Okay. Yeah. The other number I was thinking before I said ninth was 13th. So maybe we both read the same thing on 13th. So let's stick with 13th. Ravens have the 13th most cap space at the moment. And, um, you know, that's not bad. Middle of the pack. Um, not in as bad shape as like the Saints who are like negative $47 no, million. Dollars. Definitely not. Uh, so that's good. Uh, not in the same spot as the Steelers, which is good. Um, so yeah, and there are also bad. areas they could potentially, you know, create some space. Extensions for Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. It doesn't appear either will be cut, which I think is a good thing. Um, and then also players like Ronnie Stanley and Marcus Peters could also have extensions or, or some new contract rework um, that that would allow us to create some additional cap space. So there's, there's some room to maneuver if we need to. Um, You know, I think, you know, at least as far as Brandon Williams goes, they were, you know, speaking of the press conferences yesterday, you know, they were fairly adamant that he's staying and he is a Raven and he's, and, and really the, the stats bear it out. He's too important to, uh, to our defense stopping the run really to, to cut 
Brandon Williams. So they've got to figure out a way to extend him and, and make that contract a little bit more palatable for the, for the salary cap moving forward. Um, you know, Calais Campbell's another matter, obviously, you know, I love Calais Campbell, but it's certainly a possibility if, if we end up drafting some big edge player or something in the draft or something, I guess it's possible he could get cut down the line, but I still don't, that, that to me is still an unlikely scenario. Um, but he's another guy that we could maybe even add another year to his deal and, you know, work something out that way um, to, to try to, you know, make his deal a little bit more palatable for the cap. So there, you know, there, I'm not going to try to sit here and act like I have any idea about how cap maneuverings really work, but they, it would certainly seem that the Ravens have some space. They're not going to be able to drop, you know, four massive deals on the, the free agent market, but might they be able to make, say, two pretty decent acquisitions and then, you know, fill everything else in where needed? Yeah, I think that's a fair, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Yes. Yeah, agreed. And um, the last thing I wanted to mention here was some of the other cuts happening around the league. Um, some of the other franchise tags happening around the uh, around the league that'll impact the Ravens. Um, unfortunately, Allen Robinson, everybody's uh, number one target in the passing game for for the Ravens to add, uh, was franchise tagged by the Bears. Uh, you got a couple more left tackles be franchise tagged by their organizations. I think um, Cam Cam Robinson down in Jacksonville was. Franchise tagged, which, you know, impacts the whole Orlando Brown Jr. situation. So there's fewer destinations to trade him to. Um, there's fewer wide receivers um, that are available, although there are still a ton uh, that, you know, haven't announced any kind of move yet. So should we just jump right into free agency and, and start talking about this thing? Yeah, because do it. Man. What happens early it. on in yeah, what happens early on in free agency is going to dictate uh, what kind of happens in the draft. And and as much as the Ravens try to do that best player available um, approach, you know, there there is some needs based. So let's talk about free agency first. Um, you dove in quite a bit into free agency and identified some names, some players um, who both money-wise and play-wise might fit on the Ravens. And I guess, you know, since we just talked about Orlando Brown Jr., maybe a good spot to start is on the offensive line. How does that sound? That sounds good. I mean, all right. I, and let's let's kind of start with Orlando Brown because I think all right. I, I think when you talk about the offensive line and the Ravens, I think the Ravens have to be going into this free agency with some kind of idea about what they really want to do with Orlando Brown, because if they're not going to move him, then great. But if they are going to need to obviously have some kind of plan there. Um, I don't know that I don't know that I would be fully comfortable with the Ravens. You know, not that I see them spending a ton of money on a tackle or anything like that, but I don't want to see the Ravens, you know, having made no no additions on the offensive line heading into the draft and then trade Orlando Brown for draft picks. That's not going to work. So the Ravens, for the Ravens to trade 
Orlando Brown, which honestly, I want them to do. I love Orlando Brown, but at this point, that has to happen. If the Ravens are going to continue the the rise that they're taking right now, they can, need to absolutely continue to mold this team around Lamar Jackson and give him weapons, whether that be on the offensive line or elsewhere. And that's only going to happen through the draft. And, you know, the more capital Eric DaCosta has, the better. And it's obvious Orlando Brown does not have a future with the Ravens because he wants to play left tackle. So with that said, I think it's agreed. Both of us want to trade Orlando Brown. It makes no, sense to do. No, you I don't. don't. You don't want to. Okay, then I'll set not that yet. aside. I'm going to say, so with the, then I'll say this, I, I'm going to go with the tactic that we're trading Orlando Brown. Okay. It's going to happen. All right. We we're saying all the right things, but I'll be honest with you. I, I watched the entire, I didn't watch all of Harbaugh's, but I watched all of DaCosta's press conference yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually felt like he was a lot more open to trading Orlando Brown than you seem to read. But we'll just leave it at that. Now, getting to free agency. I think what the Ravens need to do is obviously attack the guard position in free agency. There's several areas or several really intriguing players at the guard position. The first guy that pops on my list is Joe Thune. It's probably like an obvious guy because he's one of the best guards out there. But I really think that's if the Ravens are going to make a splash in free agency, that's where we make a splash in free agency. You can sign Tooney or Thune, whether you're putting him at right guard or left guard. You can move Bozeman to center, which seems to be potentially what they're thinking. Yeah. Based off based off. That's kind of what I got off of. I think it was Harbaugh's comments yesterday. Um, or maybe, maybe it was DaCosta rather, cause he said something about the coaches have a plan or something like that. So whether that's Cologne Castillo or something, I, I, I hope not. Cause even though I like him, I, I kind of want more of a veteran presence, but if we're going to go internal at center to me, Bozeman's the guy. Um, now with that said, if we're not, if we don't end up going with Joe Tooney, there's some other names out there. Kevin Zeitler just got cut today by the Giants. Mm-hmm. Riley Reef is getting cut by the Vikings. Um, Kyle Long is now coming back to the NFL, so he's he retired a, a little over a year ago and now is coming back. So you've got a guy who was a Pro Bowl caliber guard. He he, he uh, you know lost that skill set due to some injury but he's been able to rest up over the past year so he's at least an intriguing flyer certainly not someone that i'd want to drop a lot of coin on but someone that i'd certainly be interested in you know looking outside of the guard position there's some centers that are interesting Corey lindsley lindsley from the from the packers i don't know that we're going to probably give the contract to a center that he's probably going to get uh david andrews who's the patriot center um, he was actually the Texan center, I think, a few years ago, and yeah. had the blood clot issues. I, he, yeah. he seems like a fairly capable center. I mean, he might be a guy that, you know, sort of an under-the-radar ad. Um, Austin Ryder, uh, who's uh, the chief center, he's a free agent. And then another guy, you know, depending on what we do with uh, Orlando Brown, Daryl Williams, the right tackle from Buffalo, uh-huh. uh, is out there, too, as well. As a, you know, I 
obviously not the not a guy we would we would sign until we would make a move with Orlando Brown, but someone who's out there potentially if if that move is made. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on uh, moving Bozeman to the center spot. I think that makes the most sense. Um, you know, he has the best understanding of the system. You know, even though he didn't play center, you know, he, he has the best understanding going in. Uh, he but has the experience at the college, college level. Exactly. Yeah, he has the experience at the college level, and he was quite good at the college level. Um, and, it, like, it just kind of makes me question, like, why he wasn't a center coming in to the Ravens, but you know, that's, yeah, that's, you know, that's a different, different question. I do think that there will be a guard added uh, in free agency. And I think it'll be one of those better ones that you mentioned. Um, I think that not only do the Ravens want to improve the offensive line, just, you know, to have a better offensive line, I think they want to also prove to Lamar that, that like they're investing in him in yes. more ways than just uh, giving him money. So, you know, keeping him protected. I, I just want to say on the Orlando Brown Jr. thing. So he is entering the last year of his rookie contract. Um, I think he doesn't have that much leverage as far as like uh, a, no, a hold he doesn't. Right? He doesn't have any leverage. So he, Right. So he like kind of has to play and then maybe maybe flip that into like a tag and trade deal next year um, and, you know, trade him to somebody who is going to play him at left tackle. So that's why I said not yet. And, and, I'm, and I'm definitely open yeah. to trading him. Maybe not yet. Um, and then, you know, you know. have your book and tackles for more year. You don't see a lot of tag and trade deals. I guess that's that's my concern there. Um, yeah, everybody always true. talks about that. Um, oh, you just tag and trade. Well, that that just this isn't the NBA, you know. Um, they're just there. It just doesn't seem to work as easily as that. I mean, we've talked about that with Judon, or you know, how many other guys have we tagged at times and said, oh, maybe we can trade them or whatever. Yeah. You know, that yeah, we just that's don't. True. I, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but I would love to see the the actual, you know, number of tag and trades over the last ten years. Because I know that at one point, you know, when the you know franchise tag first started, the Redskins were signing people, you know, with franchise tags all left and right and all that stuff. But you know, none of that stuff. They obviously pro <laughs> they they prove why those penalties and and why that's not always the greatest thing. You know, mm-hmm. by going and doing that, um, I I don't yeah. know. Anyway, point is, I, so, I think that's 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 tough. If someone comes to you this seat this year, and I don't know who it would be, I think it might be a pipe dream to say we'd get a first round pick. But if someone came to us this year and said we'll give you a first rounder and a swap of other picks for for Orlando Brown, I, it'd be hard for me to not say yes to that. I agree that that first round price tag would be hard to ignore. I have a little bit of trouble with it because there are so many tackles available in the first round uh, that are all projected. There are, and, you know, but are they Pro Bowl caliber left tackles that are ready to step in and, and do exactly what you're asking for? Really? Pro- well, I mean... 
you're not going to have to pay him very much early on uh, compared to what you're going to have to do for, for Orlando I mean, Brown. But, still, yeah, I you mean, still end up paying first-round picks a decent amount of money, especially if they're the high picks. But still, you're, I, you have a point. You know, so, I, you know, I, I, think, I think teams are going to have a hard time valuing that at, at first round. But um, I did just look up uh, the history of the tag and trade Looks like the most recent one was Yannick and Gakwe, actually from Jacksonville, oh, Minnesota. Good call. Good call. Um, uh, the Texans traded Jadavian Clowney to the Seahawks. Okay. Um, let's see. The Kansas, the Seahawks were involved again with Kansas City with D Ford, or, or I'm sorry, Frank Clark. Okay. Uh, D Ford was part of it. So yeah, so that's it, already it's, three. It's not right. That's already three, but it's like spanning several years already yeah so it doesn't happen yeah. that often like you said um but yeah it, i think it, the weird thing that's happening is that the supply of at least starting caliber offensive linemen is going up uh and the places to that would be down to give up a first rounder to start Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle is is constant, if not going down. Yeah. So that kind of is not a good thing for the price tag for him, which makes which in my mind makes him a little bit harder to move because the feeling I get is that the Ravens are going to have to really be wowed by an offer. Oh, that goes without um, saying. I mean, you know, I, so, don't get me wrong. I want to be wild. I'm not moving him for anything more than what we want or anything less. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it gets a little bit harder to move him now. The other yeah. thing to keep in mind is that the Ravens have been so good at this compensatory pick thing. Keep an, keep an eye on the particular guys who have been cut by their teams, not mm-hmm. restricted free agents. Because mm-hmm. signing a cut guy does not count against you in the compensatory pick formula. So that would be a guy like uh, Zeitler, like you mentioned, and, and um, was Riley Tooney Reed. a cut as well? No, Tooney's a, a free agent. Right, so he's a free agent. Lindsley, so Lindsley is a free mind. agent. Um, David, right, exactly. you know, David Andrews is a free agent. Most of the centers that I've looked at are free agents rather than cut so far. Um, right. So that's another thing we got to look at. Um, absolutely. And that's because, where, you know, they love I, that formula. They do. And that's where if we once we move on to some of the other positions, I have grabbed a couple guys that look like, in my mind, almost locks to be Ravens just based off the fact that they were cut. OK. You or at least one guy. Guys? Well, sure. I mean, let's just move over. Or to did you have something quick. else to I'm not really for offensive, excuse me, not really for offensive line. Um, You know, the next area I kind of looked at um, free agents wise, free agent wise was just sort of defenders overall, not necessarily guys that that fit a a specific position. Um, Obviously, most of these guys are edge, but I also, you know, the the one guy that's not edge I looked at was Patrick Peterson. Um, Okay, interesting. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, was he cut? He was cut, right? He was cut. So the fact he was cut intrigues me. Um, yes. And and look, you put him in the mix in our defensive backfield, that'd be pretty crazy. I mean, and plus as a return man, 
I don't know how much how long ago he he was a returner if he's done that anytime in recent seasons, but obviously he was unbelievable when he was the first couple those first couple seasons mm-hmm. in the league. Um, I I mean I don't know if we would go there. I'm not really sure what kind of contract he's going to demand at this point. I know he's lost a step. He's not the Patrick Peterson of old, but in some sort of you know in that Jimmy Smith you know hybrid corner I, I i don't know man it, it intrigues me and intrigues me you know um, what i think he's just a free agent not a cut is he just a free agent okay I, well one guy yeah, i will I say so. that, that has been cut that's already garnered interest in the ravens is carlos dunlap um not so okay i think is going to be someone like i don't this is not someone i love or someone that i think the ravens are going to drop a lot of uh, coin on necessarily but apparently i read today that the ravens are actually interested in carlos dunlap so he would be a guy that you know vet edge guy rotational player what have you but again another cut guy that they could look at to just beef up the edge a little bit prior to the draft um another guy that got cut kyle van noy um i think oh yeah in intriguing um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I would look at him as a guy the Ravens are going to splash a ton of money on, but with the right deal, he could be really interesting as a Raven. Yeah, now, that'd be awesome. Now, two other yeah. players that I really... I'm not sure how I feel about these guys. They are one-year wonder players, but I feel like if the Ravens are able to... Think, keeping in mind that this is a weird free agent market with the lower salary cap and everything else, I think there's going to be some players out there that find themselves not getting major deals and they're going to end up in the sort of Shaquille Barrett situation where, with the Bucks, where they, you know, he's playing on one-year deals and, and trying to prove it after a couple good seasons. And two of those players really intrigued me. Romeo Aquara from the Lions and Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals. Yes, I would. Of those two, Reddick is particularly interesting to me. He was he was high and hot on the radar for the Ravens I in the draft him. process. I loved I really him liked in the draft. Him. Yeah, I really and, wanted Hassan Reddick. I was really yeah. pissed when when the Cardinals got him. I remember really wanting him. Wanting yeah, him in the absolutely. Draft. So the fact that he's be, you know it seems to be getting it and that you're getting a player on the the way up and with both players you know whether you're talking about reddick or aquara mm-hmm. with the way they seem to be you know the the little bit i've read about each of them and how they seem to be really um really kind of turning it on i i they're they you know, I, I don't I, I don't see the Ravens going out and spending a big money on an edge player. I just don't see it happening. I think the only time the Ravens are going to spend big money on an edge guy is if they draft and develop that guy. Yep, if it's their own. Um, yep. And so those two guys, to me, fit the bill as someone they might, you know, that mid-level to lower-level deal that's not, you know, a piddling contract, but not a monster deal you know, of the free agent season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, Reddick would be awesome uh, because of his versatility. He kind of reminds me a lot of Tyus Bowser, like does a little bit of everything, uh, but then, you know, he ended the season with 12 and a half sacks. 
which yeah. is, you know, exactly. a lot. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot of sacks. I mean, and, and he, he got hot yeah. at the end. And, you know, a lot of those racked up at the end of the year. So you never know if you like come some kind of switch flip and all of a sudden sure. he's a dominant pass rusher. He figured it out. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I like, like I said, like, and, and like we both said, we really liked him out of Temple. Um, you know, oh, and he was taking man. just three picks before the Ravens took Marlon Humphrey. And of course, don't regret taking Humphrey. No, certainly not. Been, and I, you, know. you know, and but I'll tell you what, I know I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I wanted Hassan Reddick. I'll tell you right now, I he was the guy I wanted in that draft. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But anyhow, so were there? Those were really the defenders that I had. I had uh, circled. Were there any free agent defenders that you've seen outside of what I mentioned that that uh, intrigue you for whatever reason? So uh, the one guy that got cut earlier today, I believe, um, and and you're going to have to remind me of his history with the Ravens, is Malcolm Butler. Was he one of the guys? That was yeah, with the, yeah, he was he the was, main, okay, he so was the main guy. He was, he the, was main the main guy. guy. OK, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's not okay. going to happen. I thought I was going to say that. Then, I thought about that for like 30 seconds and then went. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I, yeah, I was trying to remember. Was it him? Was it? Yeah. Uh, was it one of their other yeah. corners? Uh, no, I'm pretty it, positive yeah, right. it was, was one of the main main instigators, or at least the main jaw. You know, the main one of the main guys jawing it at Harbaugh. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's not going to happen. I, I no. have a long-standing belief uh, that safety is a need on this team. Uh, yeah. So. It is. It is. And that's um, why I was thinking of Peterson on my end. So, yeah, Peterson yeah. would be nice. Butler would, you know, play style wise would be nice, I guess. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Like we Malik said, Hooker. Hooker, I think, would be a little bit too expensive, uh, especially. I also given worry that, about his injuries. I'm not, yeah, I don't know that he's the player we would want him to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not Hooker. Uh, let's see. There's a few other names that came out today that kind of uh, kind of piqued my interest. I believe Kenny Vaccaro, also from the Titans. Yeah, uh, safety. I saw that. You know, he's he's also being let go. Um, you know, I'm trying to stay on the defensive side of the ball because there's a couple guys on the offensive side that I'm also interested in. Um, well, let's switch over to offense. Look, you okay. don't have to. If I think, yeah, if come I think up with another, if you think up of a defender, great. If there okay. is anybody at top of mind, we don't have to stress about it. So where right. do you want to go? Do we want to just jump into the wide receivers? Or let's do go we to pass catchers. Talk about yeah. some of the other guys. Okay. All let's right. Let's go to pass catchers. Oh, well, I mean, who are the other guys? We already talked offensive Well, line. they were pass catchers, not wide receivers. Okay. So do we let's wanna, just group let, them all let, together. Okay. Well, actually, let's set, let's set these aside because the two guys that I'm going to bring up, it'll be a short conversation. So okay. Let, Cool. Let's let's set the wide receivers aside for the minute. So non-wide receiver pass catchers. I'll be honest, the only tight end that jumps out at me, and I think he's going to be outpriced for the Ravens, would be John o. Smith. He'd probably be just about perfect. He's not yes. going to – I mean, that would obviously push Boyle down to the third tight end. I don't know if our – cap structure really fits that you know to have especially if we're extending andrews to have two tight ends that or three really that are making as much as that i mean i think we can all agree at this point that you know the three tight ends are some 
version of that grouping is important for the Ravens in this offense. But I, I think you still have to, you know, think that Jonu Smith is going to be signed is probably a reach. Would you agree with that? I think so. But let me throw out another former Titans tight end uh, to see if you're interested at all. What about Delaney Walker? Yes. I mean, absolutely. So he's, he's he set out. Interested in, but why wouldn't the, were, why were the Ravens not interested last year? He was not, he didn't sit out for COVID reasons. I think he did, didn't he? I don't believe so. He was a free agent the whole year, I think. And, and I, I, I believe he was available and I don't, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I thought, because I remember talking about him before, but maybe he did opt out or, or not really opt out, but just say he was, not going to play. <laughs> I maybe he said he opted out just because nobody signed him. Well, that uh, could be. Because, I mean, you can't really see. opt out if you're a free agent. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Pro Football Talk says Walker, who was cut by the Titans a year ago, didn't sign with anyone else and wants to play this season. Struggled to stay healthy. Um, I mean, in, in theory, I, I he, okay. well, all right. Yeah, in yeah, theory, okay. he'd Maybe be not. amazing. But I don't think I, – I question the validity, like I said, just because you'd think the Ravens would have gone that way at some point in training camp or something. You would have heard some whispers that the Ravens reached out to Delaney Walker and he said, sorry, I'm staying home because of COVID or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, especially if they're going after a guy like Tomlinson, who's, who they yeah. brought back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the, you think about the crap that we brought in at the end of the year. I mean, no offense, to Tomlinson, but let's be real. Um, it was not, not to the caliber of a Delaney Walker. So you think if he or we were interested, it would have probably happened. Yeah, they they um, brought him back. He's coming back next year. Who? No, I mean, I mean Delaney Walker. I don't mean okay. Tomlinson. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. They, they were okay with Tomlinson, whatever. But, mm-hmm. but you know, the other name that's that's a non-wide receiver pass catcher, and we texted about this, and I'm going to be I am beating this drum for years. I am going to beat this drum until he signs elsewhere. Kyle Juszczyk needs to come back to Baltimore. It, dude, that powerhouse package would be unbelievable. He'd be a perfect third tight end. I, I I mean, it's he's a great, you know, um, what am I not outlet pass? What am I trying to say? Um, you know, the, valve. That, yes, thank you. Safety valve pass. It, I, it just, it's too perfect, man. It's too perfect. Why not? He would be so good in this offense. You're absolutely right. Um, it would. I mean, that would be really cool. It would. It would be. It would be a very nice reunion for sure. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think my only concern with it, honestly, is just Marlon Humphrey. Humphrey change his number again. <laughs> I don't know. That's his dad's number. I think he's going to be. Yeah. A little bit right. More protective I think. Of this I one. think. I think Juice is going to come back and have to switch his number. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't think it happens either because we have a Pro Bowl fullback, but. He he it talks be about fun. being more than a fullback. Then come be, be our third sure. tight end, 
and block the shit out of everybody and do everything we need you to do. He, it's it's too perfect, man. Yeah, it, give, it him, makes, give him some carries way too. Why not? Sense. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if we think about it, we he can be our fourth running back. So we don't. So we'd have our three running backs would be, um, obviously Dobbins, uh, Gus, and then uh, your Justice favorite Hill. player, Justice Hill. My favorite. Okay. And then and then we've got awesome special teams players along with fullbacks between Juice, Ricard, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards. I mean, dude. What better running back core could the Ravens have? <laughs> I mean, honestly. I, ridiculously good in so many reasons. If they don't do that, I will be personally disappointed in Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh. If we don't sign Usek? Yes. Yes. If he is the only free agent we sign, it'll be a successful offseason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that, that's not. I was trying. To, I was trying to wait as long as possible to hear if you started laughing or not. But, but yeah, that's not. That's not a legitimate statement. But I. I think it would put. It would put the off season over the top were we to sign him. It would be like icing on the cake and the perfect under the radar kick-ass move for the Ravens to do. But anyway, let's enough about. My love for fullbacks and, and Kyle Juszczyk, <laughs> Kyle in, Juszczyk particular. in particular. Um, so he is awesome, though, man. I, I mean, that it would be it would be so cool. But that I, would be not. my dream. But, yeah, but it's not. All right, let's get to the wideouts, Holly. Obviously, we know that your boy, Allen Robinson, got tagged. He got tagged. So, so the two the two big names in my or well there are three, I guess. The three names in my mind of free agents that jump out at me are Kenny Galladay, obviously. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis is one. And then the guy that I think fits the Ravens the best. And in my mind, if the Ravens do go sign one of these free agent wide receivers, it'll be this guy, is Juju Smith-Schuster. I, he just, to me, fits. I, I don't see the Ravens spending a ton of money on Kenny Galladay. You know, and obviously it depends on what kind of money we're talking about with Juju. But he's kind of the guy that we're missing. That move the chains, wide receiver that can still make a big play. It doesn't stop us from drafting another wideout, but he's a guy that, you know, is like Willie Sneed, but way better. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he's quite a bit better than Willie Sneed. But, but you know uh, what I mean? Like, like yeah, he's playing yeah. in our offense, you know, mm-hmm. playing the Willie Sneed, sometimes in the slot, sometimes outside bigger wide receiver kind of a player compared to all of our other midget wide receivers. And, you know, he, I, I think he's the best fit for a lot of reasons. I mean, you think, think about the offense he's already played in, in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I don't know. He, he's the best fit for me. 
What do you think? He he would be ideal because he's his frame is much bigger than he gets credit for. I think he's like yeah. six two and like pretty well well put he's together. He's not small. Um, right. Um, I mean, he's not as big as Chase Claypool, but not many people are. Well, yeah, right. That's true. His play style, I think, is what people like Ravens fans would want like a little bit of toughness move mm-hmm. the chains like you mentioned do what you got to do to get that first down um you know be able to separate on your own a fairly large catch radius so, so like all, all those traits fit for sure like you said the price tag may not match up um i'd be interested to see like how ravens fans would deal with his like tiktok stuff what does he like, do on people? I keep reading that and hearing about it. What does what does he do on TikTok? It's, it's like not even a big deal. He just like does dances before games. But like, okay, for whatever reason, it is so polarizing on the internet, uh, on Twitter. It, it would I I th- I would be fascinated to see how Ravens fans deal with it. Um, so what he basically just he's just like building his TikTok. Yeah, he's just like building his own brand as like like everybody does. Like Lamar has yeah. his like clothing line, whatever. And you know, he's crazy like building an online brand, and right. And uh, but I guess what I'm trying to ask is, what are people upset about that he's not focused uh, on the game? Right, exactly. Yes, he took 30 seconds to dance on TikTok, and he's a terrible football player. Yeah, that's that's people's issue with him. So I don't know. I I, I don't have a problem with with him doing that. Yeah, I would be those people really interested because there's I, a lot. You know, look, there are a lot of fans. crappy people out there. If that's what people want to complain about, I'll tell you what. I'll yeah. Anyway, um, we'll try to keep yeah. this a family show for now. But that's just that's crazy. But uh, yeah, it, but anyhow, it's um very very interesting discussion around him but i do think he fits you know he's going to be 25 yeah. um well that's the thing too. he's really young for a free deal. agent he is right so he's he's kind of in that lamar jackson age range you know 24 yeah. in his fourth year um so i mean he's he's still got yeah. a ton he's of a young guy career that ahead of him with lamar exactly mm-hmm. I mean, you think about you think about why or how good Allen Robinson has been for the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. And that was after how many years in that he kind of grew in Jacksonville before he went to Chicago? Yeah. You know, it was a couple years. I mean, I don't think it was full. He didn't go there as a free agent, right? Wasn't it a trade? Yeah, or am yeah I, I believe so. I, and I, but either I way, it was a trade, yeah. But either way, he had his early year, early NFL years in Jacksonville and then moved on to Chicago and mm-hmm. blew up. Who's to say Juju isn't going to move to his next stop and blow up? Much of what we talked about with Hassan Reddick or Romeo Aquara, except for the fact that um, I would say Juju's a bit more established than those two players. Now, maybe not consistently at the high level like you'd want him to be necessarily but still i think he's a damn good wide receiver and he would he would fit well in this offense yeah yeah i agree and and, you know people have pointed to the the drop-offs 
statistically for Juju. In, in 2018, he had uh, 111 catches for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns, whereas last year, you know, he had, what, 97 catches for 831. So, I mean, obviously the, the yards per catch is, is way down, but that might be because of what has happened to Ben Roethlisberger. So yeah. like he he had well, but some, think he about had everybody some... else on offense though too. Mm-hmm. What right. routes? Would, I mean, he still caught the ball ninety seven times. Right, right. So that means he was open ninety seven right? times. Uh, I, I mean, holy crap! We had anybody all like, year that was open near that. Did yeah. Lamar even throw the ball a hundred times over the course of the season? You know, but I guess <laughs> my point is, you know, he would he would add a lot. I mean, and plus you think about the other guys on their offense. I mean, Mm -hmm. Chase Claypool, Deontay Thompson, all these other wide receivers for him to still eating it. Right. Ebron. Right. Holy crap. I mean, that, that says something. So, um, of course, as we're talking about this, it makes me realize he's probably going to outprice Baltimore. But as we've said with the offensive lineman, at some point, the cap room's going to run out pretty quickly. Yeah. There are only and, so you know, that's many, the other... you know, there are, what, four or five teams that have some cap room, and then everybody else is pretty much where we are. Right. And and or I, I'm about to read you a list of available wide receivers. It's Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, Antonio Brown, Juju, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Marvin Jones, John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins, Prashad Perriman. So it's it's getting to be a pretty long list. Why uh, why do for, no offense, but why do you even bother with adding Perryman to the list? You know he's not coming back. No, he he's not. That was just that was just a tweet from Field <laughs> Yates about free agent wide receivers. But my who point would is, want? I mean, no offense to I, I just Perryman. he was oh. he was good last year. Was don't, he okay don't last do, year? Don't do that to him. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That was yeah. Terrible. I still just shake my head. Now, granted, the, I think the wide receiver I wanted that year was terrible, so I can't even say anything, but that was just awful. Anyway, enough of that, enough of that. Moving so, on. <clears throat> my, Go ahead. my point is, there's a lot of wide receivers for not that many open spots on teams that are able to spend. So... Going back to our supply and demand thing, that's going to drive the price down for for some of these guys. And you know, my eyes were on Corey Davis, who again, he is intriguing. Is yeah, yeah, he, he's also very he's intriguing. Uh, intriguing, he, like you said, he's got the size. He has some of the production, you know. Um, well, especially a, a lot of success season. on play He's, he's one of those year. guys that could be on the come up, you know, yeah. and. And goes to that second team and blows up. Right. So then the thing that you got to wonder is why didn't Tennessee pick up his fifth year option? Um, you know, he had almost a thousand yards last year. And, and I always say that yards doesn't mean anything, but like, you know, the, the production is there. You know, he can produce. He had five touchdowns last year. He, you know, he has the ability to be that. Actually, well, kind of guy. I forget if it was the the first game or the second game against Tennessee, but he was like dominant for a bit. I know he. Yeah, had I mean, you can ask Marcus Peters stuff. about 
that that first game, he, unfortunately, he got hurt in the game in the playoff game, uh, his wrist or something. But in that oh, first game, right. he, he yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ Brown, it was like hard to tell the difference between them because of, yeah, you know that he was so size, good, aggression, that all that. So what I mean to say is he has that in him, and you know he's he's been known to block well. Um, it's just does he you know fit our budget again and i think he you know he's not in that top group of the galladay and the juju but you know he has the production he has the youth and i think his play style really fits the general raven's attitude uh and you know if he if he wants to be in a position to be on a really good offense and pair him with uh marquise brown and mark andrews I mean, the opportunity is there for him uh, to produce. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, to me, he's the most intriguing option. I've I've seen some of uh, the other guys in Ravens Twitter mention Sammy Watkins. Um, yeah. You know, not maybe not the most exciting, but again, he's another guy who has speed. He's he's got size. Um, a little bit older. He he has his own injury concerns. Um, you know, he only played in nine games last year, so maybe not great. But yeah, I know, again, that, see, I don't want, I don't want Sammy Watkins on the Ravens. He's a, <laughs> he gets hurt constantly. I mean, look, yeah, I don't he mind does. him. I would love him as the third or fourth receiver, like he yeah, was. Okay, that's the City. guy that you're gonna bring in. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy you're bringing in as. Oh, here's the big free agent signing. Sorry, that's not, that's not the guy for me. Um, okay. Fair enough. You know, the other thing I think we should talk about are, you know, trades that maybe mm-hmm. could happen. I mean, you know, there's there are players out there that, you know, the Ravens have had an interest in before that maybe they'll rekindle, you know, whether that's in some sort of package deal or three-team trade for Orlando Brown, you know, or some other, you know, crazy machination. I mean, I think we talked – actually, you mentioned it earlier – about uh Clowney and that trade what did the Ravens try to do something crazy with that where they yeah. gonna trade they get tried Clowney to hop in there. and then yep. trade it for Mgakwe or something nuts. Like, yeah. So yeah. you know who knows what Eric DaCosta might come up with as far as crazy trades, especially now that it's the off season. You know, it's one thing for him to try to concoct crazy deals during the season, but you can't really trade people off your roster. Not that I necessarily anticipate him, you know, tr- you know, doing some crazy multiplayer trade. That doesn't typically happen in the NFL. But considering that that the Ravens do have Orlando Brown, if they were to say talk to the Vikings and somehow work out a deal for Adam Thielen in the process of trading Orlando Brown, maybe that works. Um, so you know, and he's definitely a type of player, as we talked about last season when those rumors were around. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd definitely be a player that would be a perfect fit for the Ravens. Now, on a much lower scale, much lower scale, you know, as far as I'm thinking of this more of like a, you know, competing with Boykin sort of role, is that, you know, I read today that Nikhil Harry might be traded by the Patriots and on a flyer deal. You know, to see it, you know, see another guy who might be able to develop a guy who's got a big wingspan, 
I loved him coming out of the draft. Again, I'm not trading anything big for this guy. He's going to flop for New England. But but a guy who maybe gets a second chance for a different team, gets energized playing with Lamar a little bit, gives Lamar another guy with a bigger wingspan, catch radius. He can jump up and get the ball. I mean, that was his specialty in college. And that's what the Ravens don't have. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, again, Thielen gives, would give the Ravens that. I mean, you've got to give Hollywood some credit for what he's able to do, but he's not the guy that's going to go up and get the ball. I don't think Devin DuVernay is necessarily going to be that ball or, or Prochet because they just don't have the size for that. Boykin, obviously the jury is out if he's ever truly going to develop in the NFL. The Ravens need to find that. That's what they're lacking. And the little bit that Harry has done in the NFL has been a couple, you know, red zone threat, back shoulder kind of deals that, okay, that's that's the little, the, the very little, mind you, flashes he, he's had are, are in ways that the Ravens could utilize him. That's interesting. Um, yeah, definitely not as the guy that you bring in. No, but, not you know, at all. As I mean, a as a like, guy that you bring in. I mean, I I wouldn't mind. Yeah, because like you said, a guy. You know, he's got the size. You know, he does have. You know, he only had two touchdowns last year and in his rookie year. But I do remember. You know, maybe he fits that kind of Des Bryant role that was played last year as like a, a red yeah. zone specialist or you know whatever that might be. Um, and yeah. he even did have I mean, some return skills in college. So whether that would actually translate to the NFL, I'm not sure. I think there were some questions about that when he was coming out. But he does have the, that capability. You know, and one other guy, actually, that I, that I wrote down as far as a free agent. And this is, mm-hmm. again, you know, very much a, you know, one of the many guys, not the guy. And certainly not as a wide receiver, because he's pretty much strictly a return man or weapon, as it were. But Cordero Patterson added to this offense in the backfield with Lamar. Oh man, would, yeah, that's true. That would be, be that fun. would be really dynamic. And obviously, as a return man, um, he would be dynamic. So that you know, that's yeah, that's an interesting name that I that I would be a really of, interesting yeah. wrinkle as well as a guy that's you know sort of that extra player um that you kind of bring in so so we'll see but those those are really all the free agents i have is there anybody else that you really like that we haven't talked about um no i think we i think we talked about most of them so it sounds like you are are looking for near top of the heap guard and a near top of the heap wide out Not necessarily. I mean, like, because I agree with you, Corey Davis would be all right. I mean, unless you're calling Corey Davis top of the heap. I mean, initially, I don't know that I was calling Juju top of the heap, but the more I look at it, he probably is more top of the heap than I want to give him credit for. I mean, I guess because I look at Kenny Galladay as being really top of the heap. Um, But I don't know. I I mean, I I think definitely, though, if we're going to spend money – in free agency, it's going to be offensive line more so than anything. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And and I think, you know, all these discussions lead us into the, the draft, 
as well. And, and you know, we're almost an hour in here. Uh, and, and we wanted to touch on some names in the draft to keep an eye on. And, um, uh, yeah, I, free agency is going to be awesome. It's all, it's so much fun every year. All the new new faces and new places, like like ESPN used to say. Um, I, I think I agree. Like you know, we're going to go guard somewhere in free agency, and then uh, you know, add maybe not if the guy, then you know, a support guy to to the pass catching stable. Um, so I'm with you there. And um, maybe we can we can shift over to the draft really quick. Absolutely. So who do you like? Who do you like in the first round? I, I'm pretty stubborn right now at the moment about position. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're always a little bit more open to a lot of different positions. I'll be honest with you. If we don't come out of the first round with a wide receiver, or an offensive lineman, only if we have traded Orlando Brown, I'm going to be upset. So basically what I'm telling you right now, unless we trade Orlando Brown, I only want Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall as my as my picks because I want a big-bodied wide receiver that's going to change this offense. I don't, you know, I don't need it to be an edge defender. I don't need to be a versatile interior offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or some safety. No, I'm tired of this bullshit. I I guess it's no longer (laughs) a family show, but I'm tired of this. I, I want us to draft a decent freaking wide receiver. That's what I want. Now, with that said, if we've traded Orlando Brown, that means, in my mind, we've gotten a first-round pick. So, in that mind, in that, with that said, we now have two first-round picks. So, if we do have a second first-round pick, then I'm okay with going for that replacement offensive tackle. And in that case, I do really like Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. But I'm still going to be bullish, damn it. I want one of those two wide receivers. Both of those wide receivers, if available at 27... Uh, I would be happy with for sure. Terrence Marshall, you know, looking into him a little bit, he's like you said, he's got the big body, he's got the speed and the acceleration and and the change of directions for sure. Maybe not the most polished, uh, crispest route runner that we've ever seen, but um, you know, he has shown the ability to beat press coverage. And, of course, with that big body, he has that huge catch radius. Um, with that developing still um, route running, I guess that's what concerns me. Because when have the Ravens shown that they can develop that in anybody? You know why and, that doesn't uh, concern me anymore? Because what have the Ravens gone and done that we did not talk about in the news? Oh, segment? yeah. They got some new coaches. In they there. went and got and, some and the, new coaches. Yeah, yeah, T. Martin, or I'm sorry, T. T. Martin has our as our new wide receivers coach, and I forget the gentleman's name who we brought in as like an offensive consultant assistant or however we you know what passing game coordinator or something like that. But he's awesome, and I I, it frustrates me that I can't think of his name right now. But he's really exciting because he's been working with a bunch of big name wide receivers. 
in the off in the offseason, like Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and all these other guys, and he's their personal coach. Keith so, Williams. Keith Williams, thank you. And so yeah, he and T I Martin. Actually, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited about those two guys. Obviously, we'll have to see how it goes because we've been excited about other coaches before. But to me, those are the two biggest, most high-profile wide receiver coaching kind of hires the Ravens have ever made. In my mind, a lot of times it's been, oh, yeah, we hired this guy, you know, or it's been a former player that you're, you're aware of the name, but maybe he's not a great coach, you know, Um so I, I'm pretty excited about the credentials of both. You're absolutely right. And maybe that kind of throws my point out the window. And, and it's, it's news that we should have mentioned at the top um, because it goes to show the front office sees a weakness and they attack it. And, you know, last year was the defensive line. And, you know, we go out and get Clay Campbell, Derek Wolf. This year, there's been a lot of, you know, negativity around the progression of wide receivers so what do you do you go out and get two excellent wide receivers yeah uh t martin has a has a really nice history both in college football and as a nfl quarterback and like you said keith williams has worked with some of the top guys in the league and really developed their game too so it'll it'll be really interesting to see what kind of year one progress they can make um and you know maybe that does make a, a wide receiver even more attractive in the first round like Marshall or Bateman or or you know some of the other guys that that may end up falling and there are a couple other guys I wanted to keep an eye on in later rounds uh you know if we don't go that way early on the first one is actually T Martin's son Amari Rogers um out of Clemson and uh didn't have like he didn't have like the biggest role ever just because Clemson always has a ton of really talented wide receivers. But, you know, he's not the huge guy, but he's he's a little bit smaller. He's extremely athletic. He's a very crisp route runner, and he's known for his really high character and dynamic punt and kick return ability. So, hmm. You know, while that doesn't fit our big body, move the chains kind of guy, maybe that route running, you know, gets us a, a chain mover in another fashion. Um, you know what I said to that, though? <coughs> James Prochet. <coughs> yeah, I think Rodgers is a little bit more athletic than Prochet. And maybe I have so. a guy. Maybe so. I, I, I have a guy who actually profiles almost exactly like Prochet, and his name is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. Almost the okay. same size, very strong at the at the catch point, um, whether that's on 50-50 balls or, like, just reaching out and being a hands catcher. He doesn't have, like, the crazy top-end speed. Um, he has some nuance to his routes, even though, you know, didn't really have to show it that much in, in the offense that Oklahoma State plays. Um, and, you know, it just really sounds a lot like James Prochet. He's like not not the most athletic. He has excellent hands uh, and he's a good route runner. So <laughs> it sounds a lot okay. like Prochet. The other guy who also fall, falls into that mold is another Clemson guy. Cornell Powell, and he's another guy who got buried on the depth chart behind all these dudes. He's got good size. He's 6'1". He's, he's well filled out. 
He was really good in the senior bowl practices. The only thing about him is that he's already 24. And if he's going to be a late round guy and he's already 24. I mean, think about that. He's already the same age as Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, right. And and how much higher is that ceiling going to get if, if he's yeah. already, you know. So that, that's, that's crazy. the thing about him. Did he, and, like, go on know, a Mormon mission or something? I don't I don't know exactly What's what his deal? Him. I don't know. But he, he doesn't. I mean, maybe he just went to junior Powell. college or whatever. But, I mean, more power to him. But still. Yeah, um, maybe. That's crazy. That just shows you how young Juju is. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the and the last guy I did want to point out, we we've discussed him already, is Terrace Marshall. And I think he would be awesome because oh, of all the things dear, that we've man. already mentioned. Um, you know, he did sit out uh the second half of this year uh to get ready for the draft. Um, but he was in the games that he did play for LSU with some less than stellar offense, you know, he he still put up massive numbers. Um yeah. And he would he would be really he good. looks so good man he yeah. looks he reminds like look Rashad Bateman looks like he'd be a fantastic player but and and prob, and he might be better than Terrace Marshall but watching Marshall I he's the closest thing that I look at and see AJ Brown not that AJ Brown is the be all end all I know I fell in love with him but he's that sort of you know we're looking for that guy who's that prototypical. Oh my God, Andre Johnson! You know whatever you're talking about, he looks like that guy. You know he's he's definitely got the potential for it. Um, yeah, and and I know, don't necessarily he's mean not even 21 years old yet. You know. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, and I'm not even talking about potential. I just mean as a football player, built like a wide receiver, that like that. Like just he just mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he just man, he looks like a good player and. Whew. He yep. would be a pretty, pretty amazing addition. There's no question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, outside of wide receiver, I like you said, I am open to other positions in this spot. For a while now, I've been very open to taking a tackle to play guard. Um, and, you know, that might be Liam Eichenberg from... Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame offensive linemen generally do pretty well in 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 the in the NFL. You, you got guys all over the place. Um, you mentioned Tevin Jenkins. I don't think he'll be there at 27, but of course you never know uh, what it's going to be. Uh, there's a guy, Elijah Vera Tucker, out of out of USC, who's who's a guard. So I wouldn't be upset with with a guard or a tackle at 27. Uh, because of like we talked about it for so long, you need to and you still that let me ask spot. you if we go free agency, let's say we sign Joe Tooney or Thooney, however you say his name, mm-hmm. would you still yeah. be happy thinking about all the other? No, in that case, now, so friend, that's why we're middling about free offensive, first. middling interior offensive linemen. But you think about all these other guys we've got, mm-hmm. you still want to go guard? Or even tackle well, to push him in. I, so that's why we talked about free agency first, because you know this first round pick. Sure. While sure. for need is not really the Ravens' thing. I mean, yeah. If we take another offensive lineman and he's like, well, is he going to sit on the bench? Then no, I wouldn't want that because, like you said, this rookie contract thing with Lamar is is closing soon. So we need impact now, guys, in the first round. Like, that's the only way that this thing works out. 
because you can't you can't draft for you know potential year three or no. year four production no. here. Like you can't do that. No. You know? So yeah, maybe maybe if that's the move that happens in free agency, then you know that changes things around a little bit for me. But at as it stands now, you know I would be open to that. I would also be open to an edge defender. And the guy that I have my eyes on is out of Georgia. His name is Aziz Olajari. He is a beast. He is very strong, very athletic, still needs to continue to develop some of his pass rush technique. But, uh, you know, being a pass rusher in the SEC and being as effective as he was in like a pretty healthy rotation, he didn't play a ton of snaps, which I think kind of plays into his favor. Uh, you know, he's still got a ton of production, so uh, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind Aziz Olajari one bit at 27. Um, other guys to keep an eye on. Um, we've talked about the defensive line a little bit. We've talked about Clayus Campbell and Brandon Williams getting a little bit older. Derek Wolf getting older. Uh, two guys uh, that I have my And actually, on. as you say that name, Derek Wolf is a free agent. Yeah, he's not on the team, actually. So... Yeah, that's true. Another guy I uh, got an eye on out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. I think he's a beast. Um, he's big. He's athletic. He fits the profile that the Ravens like out of their defensive linemen. Um, not not much to dislike with Barmore, for sure. Um, the other guy is out of Wake Forest. Uh, his name is Carlos Basham. His nickname is Boogie, and I think if you have a, if you have a chance to draft a guy named Boogie Basham, you do not. Yeah, miss. You yeah. can't. You can't say no. Where would he be? Um, where would he be picked? So is he a right first now, rounder or what's his deal? He's like, you know, second, late okay, first, I'm all in. second, I'm all in. you know, something like round, that. I'm all in. Yeah. So I mean, he's an edge. He can swing inside. Um, the versatility would be nice with you know maybe some changes coming to the defensive line. And the last mm-hmm. guy on the defensive line, maybe round three, four, five is out of West Virginia. His name is Darius Stills. Um, he is a high motor, high aggression uh, interior lineman who gets a lot of pass rush. And that's something that we've never gotten from the interior. He would be yeah. awesome next to Matabike and Broderick Washington. He's not great against the run, but honestly, I don't care. I want somebody who can give me with, yeah. with that range, if we're if we're around three, four, five, give me somebody who's going to make an impact uh, in one way or the other. And Darius Stills would certainly certainly fill that need. Another spot, my favorite position on the entire field is safety, and I have my eyes on one. His name is Hamza Nasiruddin from Florida State. I am all in on this guy. He Say his name it. again. Hamza Nasiruddin. And you say that three times fast. Hamza Nasiruddin, Hamza Nasiruddin, Hamza Nasiruddin. Nice he, job. Let's go. Yeah, I dude, I'm it. telling you, I'm all in. I've been practicing his name, so I'd get it right. 6'4", 215 pounds, uh, can, can be a tight end stopper in man-to-man. He's played single high. He's rushed the passer. He's played linebacker at Florida State. Wow. Uh, he had a bad knee injury, I think ACL in 2019, but he did come back and play two games this year. Um, he's, he has good tackling skills in space. If, if he squares somebody up, he can really, really hit. He's got great, uh, closing speed. Um, you know, maybe not the top end speed that you would love from a back end safety, but I just see him in that big nickel 
or the dime linebacker spot and really being just the chess piece all over the field for Wink Martindale. So I am all in on him. Um, you know, just the positionless defender who can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, like, like, um, like um, not nearly as good version of like, um, who's the guy out of Clemson that, that the Cardinals drafted? Isaiah, Isaiah. Not oh, Isaiah, God. Uh, I don't know uh, why I'm thinking Isaiah Thomas. Not, not Washington. No. Um, Isaiah. Anyway, but I know who you're talking about. That freak, and he's like Isaiah Simmons. Okay, yes, Simmons. He's Isaiah Simmons light. He is. He he played the same position that Derwin James played at uh, Florida State. So if that gives you an idea, he was trusted with that star spot on defense. So where do you think, considering the injury, where 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 does he get picked? So from what I've been reading, and um, let me ask you this: the weird thing with the with the combine and all that stuff. Is he a player that would have been boosted by crazy workouts that may not get boosted because there aren't going to be as many crazy workouts? Unfortunately, he's not a crazy measurables guy. Like, he's not going to run the fastest 40. He's not going to put up a crazy bench pest number. Um, So maybe not. And I think from what I've been reading, he's in that middle rounds, maybe late second round, third round, fourth round, maybe late second to third is what I've been mostly seeing. So it's possible. It's possible. Definitely. I, I, I'm not sure that I want a safety in the first round, um, but safety depth is a need, especially with Deshaun Elliott being in the final year of his contract. If he plays this year like he did last year, I think he earns himself quite a bit of money, um, which the Ravens may not be able to pay. So, you know, getting getting a, a safety that can contribute this year but then continue to develop and grow into a starting position for next year uh i would love for that guy to be well it definitely i mean our our depth at safety is frightening yeah so right now the number three safety on the roster is is nigel warrior or Levine's a free agent too, right? Or yeah, I mean, it, it's thin. It's thin back there. So. so, you know, now granted, I'd I'd expect us to probably re-sign Levine. Mm-hmm. You know, as a but as okay. a yeah, special but as a special teams player, not not to be our, you know, right, right, top end backups. You right, know? his days of being the nickel corner or or the big nickel are behind him. Yeah. So we need somebody who is so versatile that you can stick him on Travis Kelsey. You can stick exactly. him on a slot and receiver. And let's face it, if we take our money that we were going to spend on Levine and add it to what we decide to spend on Juice Jack, you know, or Juice Jack rather, <laughs> um, you know, we've got that special teams role <laughs> taken up. I mean, we don't even need Levine anymore. So we really need some safeties. Yeah. And, and this would, this would really help. And, and um, there are some other good safeties in the draft. Uh, I think the top one is Trevon Morig from, from TCU. I'm not sure I want him at 27. Um, you know, although I have seen some mock drafts with, with the Ravens taking him at 27, but there's a lot of options other than that. The other guy um, you know, like I mentioned with Boogie Basham, a, a very draftable name. 
there's another guy out of Wisconsin. He's a slot corner. He opted out of the season this year. Uh, Rashad Wild Goose. <laughs> what? Rashad Wild Goose. Goose? Yes. Yeah. And and slot corner is yeah, low team kind care. of a need. You got to take him, yes. right? If he's there late round, you got to take him. I don't care if he's a quarterback. I would take him. Yeah. I, I Dude, there's some, Rashad there's some good, Wild Goose. Does he have good names? Yeah, yeah, he's good. I mean, Jim Leonard's a big fan of his. Um, Jim Leonard's Ooh. the defensive coordinator there. Yeah. Um, he's well, a big that fan might of Wild go a Goose. long way. Actually, yeah, for sure. God, Wild Goose, that is awesome. Yeah, I, really I mean, if he's there, if he's there, I would get his jersey. Yeah, if, if that's that's Wild that's Goose an easy one. becomes a Raven, I do not care if it's the jersey of practice squad you know, training camp, and then he's cut, I will have a Ravens Wild Goose jersey. I mean, that is, wow. wow. It's awesome. It's it's a great, great name. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, got to do it. Got to get this guy. So Absolutely. Yeah, there's some, there's some other really good names out there as well. Uh, There's that one wide next... receiver you mentioned briefly uh, one time before, Amon, oh, Am- Amon St. St. Brown or something. What is yeah, Amon Ross, St. Br- Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, but I read that he's kind of a, he, he, a lot of lapses in, in uh, concentration, and he's that much of a blocker and all this stuff. And it's like, well, that's probably not going to work for the Ravens. And I, I didn't bother watching his highlights, I have to admit. Well, just watch his highlights. He's pretty good, even if we don't yeah. pick him. Yeah. He's pretty now, good. is he a first-rounder? What's his – What's his? he's he's in, like, late first-round, second-round range I, okay. from what I've seen so far. So, of course, that always changes so? during the actual yeah, draft. Yeah, it but, does. That's okay. Yeah. It's like, who knows? who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, we have a ton to still talk about. We've been on for about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh we can do another full draft episode because oh, you know, I think absolutely. I, I mean, we're gonna have to do a free agent recap pod with a you know draft preview, and there's there's a lot more draft and free agency talk to come. I have a feeling. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, but I think that's all I got for now. It's, it's an exciting time. Um, always is. You know, season four, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, but, it's going to uh, be amazing. And I think, you know, I think we'll come back probably in a couple weeks. We'll let yeah. some of the free agent, free agency news continue to marinate. You know, I guess what's what's the we'll first day? Is it the 15th? Is it the Monday? 15th, Monday, yeah. Okay, so Monday of next week is the first day when, when people can start signing. So, you know, we'll we'll let some of the news trickle in. Obviously, if something massive happens, you know, we'll end up doing a pod pretty quickly thereafter. But... You know, we'll we'll we may not be weekly until the season, but we will definitely have multiple pods as we uh, head through the off season here. All right, absolutely. You want to sign us off? Well, keep your heads up, everybody. It's a it's a wonderful time to be a Ravens fan. We've got we've got vaccines being distributed. Baseball is going to have fifty percent capacity. Oh, We're yeah. going to have training camps going to be real this year. Football is going to be back and the off season starts officially on Monday. So it's an exciting time and 
Well, stay with me. Let's go Ravens. Go Ravens.